0: Hello there and welcome back to another episode of On The Tail Podcast where everything is on the table and nothing is off limits. Today we're going to be doing things a little differently and basically what I mean is we're actually going to go through articles and we're going to read them. I don't normally do that but we're going to do as many as we can with about a 25-30 minute time frame. as I'm only for 30 minutes uh, the way I'm doing it now. Uh, I tried doing it on my phone but it was being a little buggy. Um, and that my phone is what I'm using to go ahead and read the articles via this app called Newsbreak. Um, so you can contact Anchor support because I used to be able to switch apps, whatever, delete that app, no problem. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the first article. Um, so again, how this work is I'm reading an article, I'm going to give you my opinion, when we on to the next one. And of course, if you want to give, uh, you know, your thoughts, your opinions on the article or the podcast, whatever, you can go ahead and join my Discord server, or you can go ahead and, uh, Tweet me at on the tail pod C1 uh, and let me know your thoughts. Um, so, this uh, so one's titled, Apple CEO Tim Cook takes witness stand for first time ever in antitrust case. May 21, uh, UPI, Apple CEO Tim Cook will make his first ever courtroom appearance and testify on Friday as part of an antitrust case between the tech giant and Epic Games, and what some say is the industry's version of David vs. Goliath. Cook will appear to defend Apple as a... Case winds down. It began at federal court in California earlier this week. At the heart of the case is Epic's highly successful game, Fortnite. Despite its success, Apple kicked Fortnite off its app store last year for breaking rules concerning digital payments. Epic says that Apple charges up to 30% for in app purchases on Apple devices and has essentially monopolistic control over the sector. That control, Epic argues, often forces app makers to enter into unfair agreements to access millions of iPhone and iPad users. Apple counters that there are plenty of other app stores that Epic Games can use to distribute its products. Industry insiders say, in this case, Apple is playing the role of Goliath and Epic David. Uh, Tim Cook's going to have to show what the reason that they had these fees was not to maintain their dominance or squeeze money out of somebody, but rather, it was critical to maintaining a business, and there's nothing unfair about it, Jeffrey Jacobitz, a formal, former Federal Trade Commission attorney, told the Wall Street Journal. Several executives on both sides have already testified in the civil case, including former Apple marketing chief Phil Schiller, Schiller uh, sorry, Apple software head Craig Federighi, and Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney. Uh, so I meant to say this earlier before we began, but let's not apologize ahead of time. Um, I guess not after this. I'm pretty sure I messed up Craig's name. I don't want to apologize for any. Uh, any mispronunciations i have i'm sure that's going to be a, a, at least a few um I just want to apologize i'm not doing it on purpose uh, i'm you know doing my best on these names i've never heard of uh, or maybe I've, I've seen an article but i've never actually heard like actually heard like you're hearing me now um, or I haven't i just forgot you know it's been so long um so i just again i want to apologize i'm not trying to mispronounce any names Uh, So, we can go on and finish it off. Cook has appeared in the U.S. Congress before to testify about Apple's business practices, but he's never appeared in federal court. Some analysts believe Cook's testimony Friday will set a tone for Apple's fight against growing antitrust complaints. Okay, so here's the thing, okay? Uh, You know, microtransactions, that's pretty much what in-app purchases are, microtransactions, okay? Uh, I don't have a problem with microtransactions unless... Unless... It's something where, like, you cannot, if you can't get it by just playing the game normally, um, then, you know, you, it should not be a, a buyable exclusive. Um, I mean, unless it's, like an, an, unless it's, like, an exclusive in-game that you can get if you save up enough in-game currency and you buy with the in-game currency, and it's, like, a limited time because it's a seasonal thing or whatever, um, but you can get it by playing the game. Um, so just be clear on that, that's why I stand on that. Uh, but as I think it's totally fair for you know Apple to charge up to 30%, I honestly think it's fair from the charting up to 50% honestly because a lot of these these games on the uh, or games and apps, whatever, that have in app purchases, you know, on the mobile devices, they have very little increments of like 99 cents. Or e- I've even seen some with even less than 99 cents, like 50 cents or, or whatever it was. So, you know, for them to be like, you know, keep going because basically basically they got to turn a profit at the end of the day because they're a business okay and i'm not a business major or anything, but it doesn't take one to know business 101 lesson one if your business is not turning a profit at the end of the day (laughs) well then you're losing money and if you're losing money then you're not going to be able to save for very long so you know, that's, that, that's it. To keep your business running, you got to turn a profit, right? doesn't mean you need to gouge your customers, but you need to at least make it reasonable. I think 30% is reasonable. Uh, that's just where I stand on that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. And when I'm reading these articles, these could go back from, um, you know, from a few minutes ago all the way to a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm just scrolling, you know, It's down to the most recent one and just going. Of course, I'm not going to read any ones that aren't really interesting. Um, So, you know. Like, you're like, oh, this car was found. Oh, this auction was over here. I'm not doing anything. There are a lot of those that pop up, which is really weird because they're not really news. It's just like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. All right. Let's go ahead and get on into the next. But anyway, my point is I think it's ridiculous that that, that Epic's trying to fight. Dapple on this i mean it's like it's not it's like they broke the policy i mean honestly it's almost like you breaking a law and then you trying to sue the cops for arresting you for breaking that law or for giving you a ticket depending on the severity of the law you know what i mean so i mean it's like they have these policies for a reason um and you know i'm pretty sure in there if they're they read it thoroughly and it i guarantee you it says if you break these policies especially if you break the in-app purchases policy, we're going to kick you off the off the app, off off the website, whatever. Um, So, you know, there's that. Uh, Let's go ahead and get on to the next one here. Uh, Teen TikToker allegedly dies in fake suicide prank accident. Um, Let's go ahead and get on to this. Uh, Teen has reportedly died in an attempted TikTok video prank in which he planned to fake his own death by suicide. According to a report from the Jakarta Post, 19-year-old Hamadullah from SWAT, Pakistan was filming a video for his social media following on Wednesday. The premise of the TikTok video was that he would fake his own death with a gunshot to the head in order to prank and scare his viewers. However, the TT pistol was reportedly fully loaded and the teen died upon impact. The outlet reported that the teen took the firearm from his home and was not aware that it was loaded at the time of filming. This boy was pretending to commit suicide with a loaded pistol. He put the gun to his head and then it suddenly misfired police told the express tribune the unfortunate youngster died on the spot as he was directly hit in the head. There was no chance of survival. In an additional police statement given to ANI News reiterated that the boy had no intention of actually harming himself. He planned to film a suicide video and arranged for a pistol and wear bullets and a pistol. He went to a nearby mountain with his friends when they started filming. According to the outlet, Hamidala and his friends captured the moment the gun went off on video and subsequently posted it to his account. He had even prepared the phone to add tragic background music uh the express Tribune reported that the video was wildly circulated in the area of was ultimately removed from the app it was not immediately clear if another person with his account information removed or if it was taken down for violating tiktok's guidelines guidelines tiktok probably removed it let's be honest um uh, we've got podcasts up on that in not uh, probably this weekend on uh, something that i kind of saw and that i've you know, been hearing about and i believe Uh, Humadalla reportedly had about 8,000 followers on the app and 600 posted videos according to the Jakarta Post. His other videos featured his friends and often included zany pranks. Uh, his body was later sent for a formal autopsy, and local law enforcement has opened an investigation into the death. Recent TikTok stunts have gotten increasingly risky, with several video creators putting their lives on the line for the sake of views. In January, a 10-year-old girl in Italy died performing the blackout challenge, in which she restricted her airflow by tying a tiny belt around her neck. She was declared brain dead after going into cardiac arrest. In April, another TikToker nearly died after he posed in front of a moving bus for a death wish challenge. Fortunately, he walked away unscathed um so let me just let me just say this and then i'll get into my part about the, the gun but i i i think and i've said this before what the what 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 is wrong i'm trying to keep this pg uh as you know best i can here but it's like what what is wrong with people nowadays i mean what what is i'm sad to say this is my generation that's doing this dumb stuff i mean you know i'm 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 23. Uh, I was born in 97, um, but I mean, it's like my generation is screwing things up because I guarantee you, it was somebody you know from my generation that was like, "Hey, let's start this dumb challenge where you do dumb stuff and possibly get your ass killed." It's like we, it's like my generation has no common sense nowadays. They're offended by everything, and it's like you just need to grow up. Toughen up and grow up. Like, they, I, okay. Um, but that's rant for another episode. To be completely honest, um, now we get on to the point with the gun. Okay, he should have known because what I'm getting at is he didn't check the gun. If if he knew anything about guns, which first off you don't, you shouldn't hand a gun to anybody that doesn't know anything about guns. Okay, I mean because obviously he doesn't know anything about guns because. Gun gun safety 101 is, well, well, let's see, Uh, don't, well, first off, always shoot the gun as if it's loaded, right? Make sure it's unloaded whenever you're not intending to shoot anything, right? You always check to see if it's loaded or unloaded whenever you handle a gun. pick up a gun, that's what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to, you know, check it, make sure it's loaded or unloaded, especially if you're transporting it. Uh, I mean, it's it's just, so that right there. Obviously, he had no idea what he was doing with the gun because he didn't know anything about guns because that's, a, that's one of the first things you're supposed to do is make sure that it's not loaded or that it is loaded depending on if you're going shoot whatever. If you're actually trying to shoot something. If you're not trying to shoot something, if you're especially if you're doing Because if he knew something about guns, right? If he knew anything about guns, right? And he, you know, was going to do this because he did go to do this video. And then he, you know, like, he knew, okay, I'm going to put this to my head, right? You would make sure that it's unloaded, unloaded, sorry, not loaded. You would make sure that it's unloaded, right? You sit there, you go, okay, before you start filming, let me just go ahead and make sure it's actually unloaded. You know, get the magazine out, check the chamber, you know, rack rack it a few times. Um, You know, just just check it all around, right? Simple. It's not that hard to do. It takes less than 30 seconds. So, honestly, I'm going to sound like a dick, but he deserved to die. I mean, if he was stupid enough, one stupid enough to do a prank like this. I mean, come on, let's let, let, let's be honest here. And they're also stupid enough to not check the gun before putting it into your head. I mean, he deserved to die. I'm just saying. Not nah, seems to deserve dying horrible death or anything, but it's like he he deserved to, to die. Was it Darwin effect or something? It's like. Well, maybe Honestly, maybe the stupid people shouldn't just be killing themselves off in in, in dumb ways. Like, it, it gives a good interesting stories, and then yeah, it, it saves the future of society from having to deal with their offspring. And hopefully, they haven't already had offspring. offspring. Um, and if they have offspring, hopefully their offspring have common sense. Um, okay, let's go ahead and get into the next article now. Uh, so if I as to... Alright, um, let's see here. Let's load it in. Alright, this one I p- saw a last night. Uh, Martian life may be hiding in islands of habit- habitability, zooming in on the best environmental niches to explore during the next mission to Mars. Um, the Atomica Desert is one of the driest places on Earth and is often used as an analog for Mars due to climatic and geochemical similarities between the two. In a new publication, an international group of researchers led by me report on our analy- analysis of islands of hab- habit- habitability sorry, with me at Atacama, at We focus on rock types, though, to host microorganisms best adapted to withstand a, a Mars-like environment that is characterized by extreme dryness, high ultraviolet irradiation, and scarcity of potential nutrients. That led us to zero in on three types, coarse rocks, gypsum crusts, and salt nodules surrounded by loose desert sediments. Our approach employed a state-of-the-art methodology including it, including metagonomics and molecular separation techniques that are able to distinguish between DNA and ATP inside cells from those that exist outside. If we find them inside, it's inter- interpreted as coming from active living cells. <laughs> Sorry. Applying this technique, we found that cyanobacteria on the underside of quartz rocks were continuously active and even reproducing, while the microbial communities populating gypsum crusts and salt rocks have a lifestyle that switches between dormant and active phases. Microbes living in the driest part of the Atacama, where it rains maybe once a decade, have amazing adaption techniques called. Indolites, they live within rocks, where they are protected from UV radiation, extreme temperature fluctuations, and desiccating desert winds. Indolites use salt from the rocks to draw life-sustaining water directly from the atmosphere by the same principle that causes a salt and shaker to clump up when exposed to air. That means these primitive life forms can survive where there is no precipitation. Our team is not the only one searching for islands of life in an otherwise barren desert. Last year, another group of researchers, led by Armando Azul from the Centro de Astrobiologia in Madrid, Spain, discovered a one foot deep layer of wet clay that hosts at least 30 different active microbial species. If such a habitat exists on Mars, ESA's Rosalind Franklin rover, due to arrive there in June 2023, may be able to reach it with its drill. And add to this the recent finding of volcanic activity on Mars that may have occurred within the last 50,000 years, a blink of an eye in geological terms, and we might have another potential habitat on Mars. To me, it appears more and more likely that active hydrothermal areas are still existing on Mars. That would mean there are several potential hotspots for microbial life. We should identify and prioritize these and send our next mission to explore at least one of them. That would certainly increase our chances of finding life. And that's it. So I'm not sure why I decided to say Martian life. Okay. Uh, oh, because I guess some more thing, but um, that's that's interesting. All uh, that, like, I know is about like maybe barely a quarter of that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see here. That's what actually does look interesting. Okay, uh... Biden wants to electrify the beast. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says electrifying the presidential limo is an objective for Biden. After President Biden's eventful day with the Ford F-150 Lightning... A reporter asked White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki whether the presidential limo might ever be electrified, and Psaki said it is something the president has thought about and wants to accomplish. The presidential limo, colloquially referred to as the Beast, is currently supplied by General Motors and reportedly weighs around 15,000 pounds. Most details about the Beast, including its current powertrain, are kept secret. The most recent addition was delivered by GM. In twenty seventeen, we don't know when the limo's next overhaul will be. Say you're a newly minted president determined to enact a climate friendly agenda, but your only car is a fifty four year old Corvette. Kind of a bad look, right? So when journalists asks you, or the person you pay to talk to reporters for you, if you want to electrify your other mode of transport, your fleet of armored limos, you almost have to say yes. Not necessarily that in a minute. Those are the circumstances when a member of the White House press corps asks Gensaki, president. I'm sorry, Biden's press secretary, whether the president wouldn't consider electrifying his limo, sometimes called the Beast. A few hours earlier, from behind the wheel of a prototype F-150 Lightning, a gleeful Biden had told the press that he would consider buying one of the EV trucks. So it wasn't quite a surprise when Saki told the press that, yes, Biden would consider electrifying his limo. And that, in fact, greenifying the Beast is an objective for him. Uh, still don't want your still breath for an EV beast. We don't know how, how much about the president's suite of limos, but we do know seems to complicate the idea of transitioning them to battery power. General Motors holds the contract for the current beast, a family of identical limo-like vehicles that ride on commercial truck platforms and wear Cadillac badges. The president also sometimes rides in an armored Suburban 2500 HD. The current edition of the Cadillac limo reportedly weighs more than 15,000 pounds. The range... From a 100 or so kilowatt battery pack about the largest batteries we've seen in commercially available EVs so far would likely be extremely limited. And we guess that having to sit around at an electrify America stations for half an hour every 100 miles is not high on the Secret Service list for the next generation beast. Uh, note, though, that Saki was asked if the president would electrify the limos, not whether he would make them EVs in an electrified vehicle. As opposed to an electric one, could be a hybrid or plug-in hybrid. And a plug-in beast doesn't seem to, doesn't seem like such a bad idea. It could run on EV power for a few miles at a time for political or even diplomatic purposes. The present travels with his limos, and some parts of the world are quickly soaring on internal combustion engines, but there'd be a reserve of fuel in case of the need for a quick getaway or longer road journey. We're just saying when GM gets a call about designing the next beast, they should ask us for ideas. Um, okay, so again, I'm not, like, really a smart guy on what comes to to cars or electronics or really anything to be honest. But I will put some common sense into this. Uh batteries, well it is great to go electronic, but you do gotta keep in mind, you know, where does the power come from? Right? Uh we're not unfortunately at the point of where we're using renewable energy. It's a lot of non-renewable energy, you know what I mean? Now, I don't want to get into that too deep because we're almost out of time here. But a heavily, like, it's going to take a lot of electricity to to move the beast. Okay. Because I know that they're getting more and more power. Um, so, I mean, you know, but for them to go, even with an electric vehicle, that thing, because keep in mind, that thing is heavily on, auto- that thing can withstand. R- well, a, a few rockets, at least a few explosions, at least. So that's a lot of armor right there. That's heavy, 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 heavy stuff. Um, so I mean, you know, and keep in mind, it's not like you're just driving like a little, um, little Crown Victoria or, you know, like a normal size, average little Cadillac, you know, uh, that's says, you know, a little four door, little sedan, you know, you just happen to, you know, make really heavy duty that you can take into a war zone and be okay in. Uh, this is a limo, a much longer vehicle, which then, of course, you know, amplifies the weight because you got to put more, more armor with the entire thing, yada, yada, yada. So I think it's, I mean, it's cool that, you are know, he's trying to, you know, save the environment. That's really cool. We should be trying to save the environment. We should be, you know, trying to actually go electric when we're actually using renewable energy, and, you know, we're not destroying the planet to get that energy just to put it into electric. Um, you know, so I mean, because even when we make the batteries and, and stuff for it, we're actually polluting a lot just to make the stuff to make things electric. So, I mean, you know, once we're not doing that and we're actually green on that end and we're green on the end of getting the power, um, then, okay, yeah, it makes sense to go electric. You know what I mean? And I mean, like I said, if we, you know... So, I mean, I, I really think that... It, just set the gas or probably uses diesel to be honest um i mean for now again until we're up to that point because i mean I, I don't obviously no one really knows what the power or very rare people do know what the engine is and the power and all that that it outputs like torque and all that 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 good stuff um but it has got to be a lot because again because again it's not your average little oh you're just driving a celebrity around right who might have tried on the back some crazy psycho fan whatever or, person that didn't like them in whatever movie or show or episode, whatever. Um, this is the leader of a country. Okay? So, this person has a lot of enemies, right? Yeah, other countries probably want this person dead, right? I mean, political rivals might even want this person dead. Never know nowadays, you know? So, I mean, they gotta be able to get the hell out of there really quickly um, because, yeah, it's heavily armored, but you don't want be sitting there because nothing is bulletproof. Okay? Eventually, the bullets are gonna come through. It's just a matter of time. Eventually, you know, armor's gonna wear down, and the you know the, the shrapnel, the explosives, the bullets, or whatever are gonna come through, and they're gonna come to the target. Uh, if you're sitting still enough, but if you get out of there, then yeah. So I can just see if they try to make it in you know parts of the electric, and they're you know trying to get out of there with just you know <laughs> electricity. You just go like you only know, like five miles an hour, maybe like hey, like sorry, we're out of gas. Got to you know didn't really, really much gas in this, this thing, cause you know, but uh yeah so that's it is i don't think it's gonna get, it'd be really dumb to make it electric now put any part of electric other than the little batteries or whatever uh for like the lights and, and stuff inside um because it is going to be more electricity consuming than your average vehicle that you know has like a, an electric part to it or a chargeable electric part whatever so i mean let's just be honest because even if you are doing your short rides in there it is still going to be isn't consume a lot of electricity just because again of the sheer sheer weight of that thing. Um I know normally they're not going very fast, but I mean still just to move that thing, it is going to be matter might have to place a battery like every like ten miles, um, because of how, you know, or whatever the little like little battery powered into whatever it is. Again, I don't really know. But my point is it it. It's a good idea, but it's not a good idea for now. It's a good idea for later. Again, when we are actually using reusable energy, that we aren't destroying the planet to then make that, you know, electricity and energy. Um, So yeah, there you have it. There's episode. We are unfortunately out of time. So we got to a few, which I guess that's good because it leaves us quite a few more episodes. I wish I could have done more than thirty minutes, um, but. You know, fortunately, we're going to sit close to about 25, so I know I don't actually run over because 38 minutes is the absolute top. So with that being said, if you like this episode, don't forget to go ahead and share this episode. If you can, uh, go ahead and leave a like. That is, and if you can, depending on what platform you're listening on, uh, don't to go ahead and uh, share this episode with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your colleagues, um, your neighbors. Uh, maybe if you're, you know, a, a Uber driver or Lyft driver, you know, transportation driver whatever. Or a delivery person say, hey, I guess. So, because uh, again, if we get to 100 recurring listeners for 30 straight episodes, I'll be doing a giveaway of Farming Simulator 22. And if we can actually get 200 recurring listeners for 30 straight episodes, I will not only give away FS22, but I will also be giving a bonus uh, giveaway as well. That'll be revealed anyway at any one time if we do actually get to 200 recurring listeners. So... With that being said, stay tuned. Stay awesome. Let me know on uh, Twitter what you think on sale podcast one. Or you go ahead and join our Discord. Um, I'm trying to link that in the bio. So there you have it. Stay tuned. Stay awesome. Thank you all so much for listening in.